Hey podcast listener, Billy here again. Earlier this year, we set out to record an episode with our friends at Elsewhere Brewing to hear about their travels prior to opening their brewery in Grant Park in Atlanta. The episode went long, so we divided it into three parts. And if you haven't listened to parts one and two, well, I suggest you do. In the first two episodes, we journey through South America and then continental Europe. And on this episode, we continue with Sarah and Sam's travels through Scandinavia and then the UK and Ireland. We pick up with Sarah and Sam after their Polish drinking escapades, and they need a few days just to detox. But anyways, that was that was we said I said that because we went to Scandinavia after that and we were like we went on like a detox. Like we didn't all we ate we stayed with friends in um, southern Sweden and we just ate like pretty much vegetarian salad out of the yeah. garden and it was like late June, early July. So you're you're looking at like twenty hours of sunlight. It was so awesome. And um, they are pretty big craft beer people too. So I, I've heard the craft scene up there is good. I, and one of my old bosses was in, uh, not so, he was working out in Norway. Okay. Um, but I know in that part of the world, like, there's some good craft stuff Sweden's going on. popping. I mean, they got weird liquor laws there because they have a, a history of alcoholism there, just especially, just like in Is it all government world. control too? It the is, liquor yeah. stores like Nor- Norway, um, I think it was like that too. I, I can't remember the name, but like, they, they sell like regular alcohol and regular strength beer. At one the store. state-owned yeah. locations. Right, yeah. It's probably like Utah. And the state-owned locations, and I think it actually was Sweden. I went to a seminar about and I'm pretty sure it's Sweden, that um, they they have basically beer judges that will say, like, we really like American IPAs. And so they'll, say, they'll have a call out to the American brewery to say, we want to bring in 10 IPAs into the system this year. So they taste 30 and they pick 10. And those are the ones that are allowed to sell into the stores. Exactly. Yes, and actually, very selective. and so that was, um, it was funny talking to our Swedish friends about this, where it's like, as Americans, you're just like, I don't need anybody telling me what to do, you know. And then like, like the, the Swedes are like, like you know what? Well, we like, get the best. We get that, everything. but it's like, like our, they don't even have to. Like, they don't like, have to worry that it's going to be bad. All they do is bring in the good stuff, right. you know. And so it's like, it's like a, it is a double-edged sword though, because like with that much regulation, like a lot of things don't get to make it in there. But I will say, everything in their liquor stores are is is good stuff, you know. But they they introduced us to. Um, they had a friend brewing at a brewery in Gothenburg, um, and we went to Gothenburg. And uh, we stayed with a guy that we met at, at that beer festival beer fest. in Belgium. That's um, that, that's the kind of stuff always yeah. comes up. Like you see somebody somewhere, and then yeah, yeah. he was like, "If you're ever in Sweden, let me know." If we like, find out like, that him and his I mean, wife are like doctors, doctors and have this sick you know. place, well, he goes. Yeah. I'm gonna have a bottle share while you're here, and we go to his house, and he has this like cellar cooler, like as tall as me, six foot tall wine, and he has everything from like Degard back in like you know Oregon to all of the Cantillon, you can imagine. Um, So we're like, okay, so we end up bringing like the brewers that we just met at this Gothenburg brewery, and he's bringing his friends, and we hike up this 
this hill in the middle of um, Gothenburg, the city, and we start cracking bottles at like 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. and then like you know like belgian literally quads. like like it's quads <laughs> it's stouts it's lambics it's lambics it's and and i think i have it that's is the hardest the hangover i've ever had worst hangover <laughs> i've ever had I've and his poor wife eight was, or nine times that morning so we after I woke so we up. black out on this hill yeah. and we wake up in this guy's house and his sweet wife who is a gynecologist ba- been delivering babies overnight she's been yeah working i'm overnight. like wandering around the house puking, trying to find the bathroom looking for what bathroom in. we're gonna puke in next and i'm oh like my god. oh my god i've never felt so out of place but fortunately, he was as bad as we were. We didn't see awesome. this guy till three in the afternoon yeah. the next day. I was, I was like, hoping he go it to wasn't. Work? Like, see him. Yeah, he was a bag of. Yeah, he was. He was messed up. <laughs> sweet, sweet Eric. Yeah. yeah, he was pretty messed but up. But he, uh, yeah. So anyway, sweets. They uh, sweets are they, good. They good times. Time. Yeah, I do. I do like the twenty hours a day light. I like it's the experience. Amazing. I don't know if I'd like to live with that. Like all the time, well, you but you go from twenty hours to like eight hours. Right. Yeah, maybe zero. Like right, yeah. Hours. When you're when you're in the in winter, winter. Yeah, yeah, right. So, but I, I want to go, and I'm a big golfer, and so I heard you can go up there and you can actually golf twenty four hours. You can golf like tee off at midnight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You totally yeah, yeah. yeah, that's cool. I want to do that. We one went day. to Norway after that, and we did kind of more of the out of the car camping. Not a whole lot of beer, but just like we were like, how far? North can we go and like can we get to 24 hours of light? We basically did. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Then we went to England after that and spent about a month in England and did literally. I had like the camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, This is 1:27 a.m. in Norway. What time? 1:27 a.m. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it so, is trippy. So the camera, it's the campaign for real ale. Yeah. Um, so in so real ale, but people don't know, it's it's cast conditioned ale, very traditional. It's the cast that sits on the bar in a firkin that you have a spout, or you have a, a one of those hand pumps that pumps it pumps it out. Yeah. And that's kind of how we traveled through England. Um, and we didn't really screw around. I've been to London. Just England all over the UK, or just stay um, England, England, or so kind of like the Midlands. So we started in um, the Liverpool area, and then passed through kind of like Manchester, Leeds, and then up through Yorkshire, and then went up to the Lake District, um, and then into Scotland, and did um, Edinburgh, and kind of like kind of. Glen, oh. Like wherever Glen Levitt is, like kind of up in that area. Okay. Island, Island, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Island. yeah, that's uh, and again, I ask because I'm a big golfer. So yeah. I, I did. I was in for my 35th birthday. I was in St. Andrews uh, okay. last October, um, and so I got to spend time in Edinburgh and St. Andrews, and I, I just want to go back because it was yeah. so, so interesting amazing. and and. And uh, for one, how they how how they perceive golf, but also I want to get into whiskey stuff a little bit more, especially now that one of our previous uh, guests, Dave Kuhn, uh, took us through a whiskey tasting. I want to yeah. go back and experience that a little bit more. It's uh, and the people there. The people there are fantastic. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Like, yes. Yeah. But I would say the best place we were at in England and all of the United Kingdom, because we went to Ireland after that. That is where we ended. We ended in Ireland. Then, um, the Lakes District. England was so many great things about it. Yeah, I don't know anything about Lake it's, um, North it's 
It is as described. Yeah. It is a lake district. Mountains and lakes. Yeah. In England. Yeah. And it's, yeah, you know, it's probably a place to take your caravans or RVs, it's as we call it. And, you know, have a weekend, have a week, and they vacation there regularly. I used to work for a British company, and okay. that was like the regular vacation that they would take is take their family up to the lake district. They would go camping and do Well, it's so great because we met all these people, and they would be old couples, like, hiking from... You go from to town pub. to town. They'd be like, or I have my backpack, my small backpack just with my clothes, and I'm hiking, you know, five miles from this brewery pub to the next town's brewery pub. And it's like, that yeah. is the dream to just mm-hmm. hike from bed and breakfast cool. with breweries yeah. to each one. Like, and like very nice rolling hills, sheep roaming everywhere, like so relaxing. Yeah. And everyone, as you can imagine, is just nice as can be and hospitable. And, that was kind uh, of, and so like beautiful. part of the business too, like at least our, our business is like, we want to take people back to some of the places. That you know, that's, that's very similar to what we, I want to do here too. Eventually, obviously it's get the thing off the ground. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually I'd like to take people back to where either to Munich or maybe St. Andrews where we do golf and brewery or whatever. Um, but yeah, very similar thoughts is because and I'm sure after you travel a lot of these places, you just you you want you want people to go back because of how awesome experience you've had, and also because it kind of I'm sure you're very different people now than when you were before because of the experiences or people that you met or whatever because <clears throat> you um, you uh, aren't so insulated and think that. The American way is the best way and the right way and the only way. The only way, yeah. yeah. If anything, no we're like, we're ready to like, just flee. Get out of here right now. It's crazy times. But yeah, I mean, yeah, like getting back. And I say that because the Lakes District was one of those places where I could just envision getting a local guy, getting a group of 20 folks or so, and we just have like day packs and walk, you know, 50 to 100 miles over 14 days or something like that and all we do we visit these cool old breweries and pubs and we stay in these hotels or bed and breakfasts have been around since the 17th century you know and it's like you drop a marble on the ground and it rolls the other side because the whole building is still but but doing trips that are you can't just go online and you can't find these right yeah yeah we've all have access it's getting lost it's right yeah right right. you don't know there's a trip until you find it yeah exactly you do have to get a little lost yeah and that's why like i think we're gonna first try and take people down to south america because it's so as you've been it's it's very hard to do like local off-the-grid things unless like you know people there because it's not like europe where you just get off the train in munich have a map and can you know, help yourself around. Like the coolest stuff in South America is like off the grid. And you need your hand not held in the down city. There. So, yeah. and most of the time, <clears throat> service. Even if you have a South American phone, like it's not going to work. So. Yeah, but yeah, we had a great time in England. We literally just like traveled from pub to pub. But it was the the nicest part about it is as the we've pub been experienced it, the foreigners throughout our whole trip, like we walked into a pub in Oxford and it was probably like the first pub that we had walked to in England. We walk in and we're staring, we're like trying to look around to see what beer we're gonna order and there's like one guy sitting on the bar and he's like, he's like, hey, he's like, you wanna, you wanna try to sip my pint? <laughs> that was like the first thing said to me. I was like, I don't even know you, and you're offering me to 
to try your pint right now. I was like, awesome. that you did. the most welcoming, like, it couldn't be any more welcoming, obviously pre-COVID. Um, yeah. But yeah. It, I mean, my mind was just blown, like, this guy doesn't know, he hasn't even heard me speak, and he's offering me a speech. Well, and like, the, some of the things, like, Oxford, I, I was in, well, I was in Cambridge, I I had a day um, where I was like, I'm either going to go to Oxford or Cambridge. I went to Cambridge, and sometimes you're overwhelmed by the history. We were, me and a friend were walking, um, this is, you know, 8 a.m. in the morning, and we were walking, and there was a park next to us, um, and I looked it up on the map, because it was a big park, and looked on Wikipedia, and I'm like, oh, this is where they invented association football, also known as soccer. <laughs> Literally, like, this is where, it, it was like Parker's piece, or I can't remember the name of the, the, the field, but um, it was like, the history there, it's like, not just like Newton's apple tree that you'll find, <laughs> but there's a park that's very nondescript and, and quite large, and yeah, that's where they they first. Well, and I think you find that I, I found that in St. Andrews and, and a lot of yeah. other stuff I did in Europe too. Whereas the the U.S. mindset is like if something's like a hundred years old or over, like put a historical marker on that because like that is history, ancient, ancient stuff. Ancient. And like if something over there is three hundred years old, like yeah, it's kind of new. Like, like we oh, use it. Like we still use it. That yeah. was the hotel you stayed in last yeah. night. Yeah, right? it's yeah. like it's yeah. gonna be yeah. it's gotta be like a thousand years or more to be like totally. something like ancient thing yeah exactly uh like the even like the old course at st andrews it's like not a big deal to them they're like yeah it's we use it every day it's like a part basically yeah yeah so and then so ireland last stop yeah how, how long in ireland uh, probably another three weeks or so. Yeah. yeah, and like we did. So pretty much everywhere we stayed was a fairly extended amount of time. You weren't hopping country. around too much. Yeah, yeah. We, we hopped around different cities in one country. Stayed somewhere yeah, pretty. Even yeah. like when we'd stay at a place, it would have to be at least three days or so. Yeah. You know, a week Get a sense of a place. Yeah. yeah, I hate bouncing around. Bouncing too like, hard. Oh, yeah. it's just You can't we do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do in Ireland, we definitely bounced around a little bit more in Ireland, um, just because we were kind of cutting. We were getting close to the end of our time, and we did, you know, kind of the Dublin, and then up to Cork. Yeah, briefly in Cork, and then kind of worked the west coast all the way up, and then ended in Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Ireland. I, I love Northern Ireland. I like to go. Yeah, people talk a lot about Ireland. I've never, it's never been something I've really thought about going, but people, I, I need to go sometime. The beer scene is pretty one dimensional. You're going to get like Guinness, Murphy's, uh, you know, um, what's the Killians. other one? Smithwick's, Killian's. Smithwick's. Yeah. I, I went to um, Whitewater Brewing, which is in Newcastle, Northern Ireland. Okay. And I, I sent you a photo there. When oh, I was yeah, there. yeah, But um, they, I think they do some contract brewing, but they had some great beer. Oh, and good. that was, that was like the one chance I got to go to any brewery uh, in Northern Ireland. But it sounds weird. Oh, man. I. Like, were they traditional? No, I, I don't think so. I think it was more. The only traditional Irish beer is stout. Yeah, I. It's Maybe. No, I, I think they were more like um, different styles like you would get in America. Yeah. Okay. 
So we, we saw it. Hardly we, there were some of those, but we didn't spend a lot of time. We actually like by that point we were kind of just like beard up. We're gonna drink stouts <laughs> and we drink a lot yeah. of Irish whiskey. Well, you're not gonna get Guinness fresh anyway, you know, so after that, so you better. I would drink a lot of Guinness. Drink a lot of Guinness. Guinness. Drink Guinness. Drink a lot of Guinness. Yeah. Yeah. I love Guinness. I, I think Guinness is great. I actually like Guinness is great. Which is harder to find here on draft. Like how yeah, often it's more of a quirk, I guess. Guinness is Dublin and quirk is Murphy's. But, okay. uh, yeah, that yeah, drink a bunch of whiskey. So, so you kind of ran into the trip. Did, did you have. I mean, when you started going to South America, was it you knew the kind of general itinerary before you set off, or did you like, hey, we're done with South America, let's go to Europe? Or? We thought we were going to go to Australia next. Yeah. We were actually really? we were in, in our final country Peru. in South America. We were in Peru, and we were starting to look at our budget that we had saved and for. And the time. And we were looking at flight tickets, and all right, like realistically, we're going to buy and sell a van in two months in Australia. It just didn't. It was starting to be too crammed and we were learning like as you've noted we like to spend a few days and like a month in each country and to do that in australia and new zealand and learning how much more expensive it was going from like from south america everything's very cheap right to go to new zealand and australia yeah it's more expensive we were about to triple yeah. our daily costs yeah. if not more um yeah. and so we were going is it unrealistic to try and do three continents in this, you know, in this trip, and we just decided like to not shortchange it and just choose, but, you yeah. know. So we, but yeah. even the directions we headed, like it was kind of ad hoc, like in South America, we kind of started to just go where brewers and friends told us to go. Mm-hmm. Well, we originally were going to start in Mexico City, but this huge the earthquake, earthquake in happened 2017 in 2017. Nixed that. And Oaxaca was kind of the next city that was most appealing mm-hmm. to us. Um, and then same when coming back and choosing where to go in, in Europe, we were kind of putting a bunch of bids out for house sits. And in Belgium was Belgium the first Belgium had to bite. And, and that's so we why like, we started we'll, we'll there. Start in yeah. Belgium. Yeah. Um, we so started. we kind of just went, our itinerary was driven by where we had. Where you could stay for free. Where you could stay for free. Yeah. And like watch yeah. dogs that's cool. and horses. And yeah, that's incredible. Cats. <laughs> That's right, because I'm a planner, so that'd be like, that'd be be tough. Well, it was like every day you were doing, it was kind of, it was work. Like every day you were working to plan, like where am I going to be next week? What did next week look like? You were planning a week out at a time. Mm -hmm. You had a general concept of what the big picture was, and I'm more of a big picture guy, and so like, I, you know, like, I was more comfortable with that. I was like, oh, well, we could start in Belgium, we could start in Germany, but it's like, we got to, we kind of, kind of hit all these. But it and definitely was a lot of work. It was. Like, Sarah's very good at it, kind of more the granular um, detail like, stuff. Details. Too. Yeah, for sure. And so, like, um, I would kind of get a general concept for what, you know, we could do. And then as these different opportunities came up, Sarah kind of figured out a way to put it, them all together. It definitely wasn't like I have now met friends that are like, I'm going here for a month. And then they're just like chilling in this spot for a month. It was total opposite for us. Like, like we were every day stressing out about like, well, where are we going to stay in three days? Like, yeah. what can we afford? Who are we going to meet with? Like, is it going to be worth going to that city? Yeah. So it was like a yeah. day by day. Like, we were spending five hours a day on our laptops trying to figure trying to figure out things out. Not every day, but there would be work days, you know, and to try to you have to work to keep the trip going. And at the end of the day, it's like 
we were not we weren't gypsies. It's like we had a mission. It was like we are coming back to the states and we are going to open a business. And to do that, like we have to keep moving. We have to stay structured to some degree. And so it's kind of a balance there. So, but when you got to Ireland, right, did you have an idea of when the trip was gonna end? Though we knew when the trip was gonna end because we bought the flights back. And um, we found reasonable my cousin, back my cousin was getting my cousin was getting married, and my mom was guilt tripping me. And that was it. Back for the His wedding. mom was that like, was the big "You reason. have to be back." Thank for you, Deborah Casmer, for guilt tripping me <laughs> and coming back for the wedding. Yeah, that was Shout that out to was Deborah the big Kasmer. thing. Um, because Sam being in the military has missed many I miss a ton family of weddings, weddings. Yes. Yeah. and so this was yeah. one of them. But I, know, I think we were a little pissed. We were a little pissed. We were a little pissed to be coming back so quickly. But you know, my cousin Alexis, we had a great time at your wedding. Um, so it was total year and a half, eighteen. Yeah, months about, about eighteen months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, yeah about eighteen months. So yeah, we got back here and talent eighteen. I was like, all right. Time to write the business plan. And then well, we moved into his parents' Moved into my parents' parent, parent uh, I got some stories about that. We lived in Lawrenceville. So two things. First of all, I think it's awesome that y'all did this because I, I talked to a lot of people that have an opportunity to do something similar to this. And if you don't take it when the opportunity comes up, you're never going to do never it. Never get another chance. So like my, my brother-in-law, he had an opportunity to take uh, a position uh, with uh, a company in India. And I was like, dude, if you don't take it, this is not something you're going to like come back to in five years. Like, no. just do it. Never and he did. And it shaped kind of who they are now. They really love They They almost stay forever if they wouldn't have. They had to leave because the business circumstances with the, with the government there. Yeah. Um, but and I'm glad that I did it when when I did it. My parents were very supportive of me, you know, just going to Europe by myself after I graduated college, and they said go do it. And I'm glad that I did it because it shaped who I am now too. And so I think it's awesome that y'all did what y'all did because very very unique experience um, that, especially now that you have a business going, probably unless like. The business is done. Yeah, <laughs> it's only stuff. Hopefully, it keeps going. Yeah, so you know, it'd be tough yeah. to go do that again. But hopefully, you know, it'll afford you opportunities to do some other stuff soon. Uh, other notice talking about moving in to, to parents. Break. So when so we sold our house in Austin to do this, and uh, we obviously didn't have a place to stay, so we moved uh, upstairs at her parents' house. With, 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 we have a now seven-year-old, at that point five-year-old, and a dog, and they had two dogs, and I mean, it was, and those, the, her brother-in-law from India, they moved back too because the government kicked them out. So it was them too, they had a kid How big also. Was the house? A uh, fairly big house, but not big enough for that. Not big enough for three families? <laughs> yeah. So it was like anytime like I could, you know, step outside and like I'm gonna go spend all day at the coffee shop and read, like because we're starting a business, so it's not like we have no. daily things to do. I right. could go research or use the coffee shop for whatever. Trust me. Oh you're, yeah, you're I'm sure. Acquired, dude, I'm like, guessing a very similar situation. You just have to get out of the house. Basement, and it would be like they're just like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you, you're in your computer all day. What have you accomplished today? And I'm like. Right, yeah. It's all working to this. So my my mom's been a nurse. Uh, She just retired, but she had been a nurse for 40 years since she was 19. So, like, for her, it was just kind of like, 
you know, like go to work, do your you things do your at work. My dad's a, a commercial pilot, and so you know, he shows up and he does he his thing. And, and, and then for both of them, it's like nobody died today. It's a success. And you know, for us, <laughs> it was it like time. it was it like massaging. You know, what'd you guys do today? It's like I don't really know what I did today. That's like, some stuff. I, I talked to a couple. Of, made a phone call. Yes. Talked to somebody interesting. Really maybe it'll work out. Progress. Maybe not. But the way that progress. progress happens when you're like, I mean, starting a business is, is somewhat like writing a book too, where it's like there's a lot of time spent where nothing really where happens. Where you're writing, but yeah. it's all pages that go into the trash. Or can, yeah, you know? plans that you all of a sudden, like you said, just go in the trash can. And so we, they were our biggest advocates, and about like five months into us living in their basement. I think Sam's dad had a little too much to drink one night. And he was like, you guys, you don't have to do this, you know? Like, I just want you to know, like, you just want to bail. And we're sitting there like, what the? That's not an option. It's not happening. But just because they couldn't comprehend any sort of progress we were yeah, making yeah. in that. They didn't yeah. We, we were nine, we lived in there for nine months. We were there for sure. a year. Yeah. Wow. You know what, we moved out. On March fifteenth, twenty twenty, we moved into our. Moved I moved right before all the shit. Literally, the <laughs> <laughs> So listen to this: we were bartending. He was bartending at Wild Heaven. I was at Halfway Crooks, and we had just we had early signed a, 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 lease, a lease on a on a rental property. But he wanted to do April. I was like, let's just do it. We found the right house. It was two blocks away from the brewery, and so we signed that. And two days later, Sam and I were furloughed. If we did not sign that lease, we would have been stuck in his parents' basement throughout all the pandemic. Because no one would rent to us without jobs. Like, we couldn't be like, we're building a business. They're going to be like, you make no money. We we had a tough time renting and then, you know, buying and everything because it's the same thing. uh, I think it was some co-signing stuff and, you know, whatever. And and it made it work. work, uh, That's good. Yeah, it was really good <laughs> because at some point you just gotta you gotta get out. Yeah, right. It's they're very supportive and everything, but at the same time, like everybody's like, yeah, lives different lives. Right. And it's like, you're in your you're like, I've yeah. heard this story ten times this week now. Like, I gotta go. Like, yeah, and they're just like these young, you know, idiots. Blah, blah. Yeah, nah, exactly. they didn't. They didn't think they were actually. But at that point, it was perfect timing because like we had just signed on our SBA loan, we had just gotten our building permit. It was like let's. So we were about to be there. Like, we were about to be, be there every day for construction, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we couldn't drive an hour every single day yeah. just to it, check in on yeah. some Your commute is we wonderful. Walk. Two minutes. Yeah. yeah, I mean Sarah yeah. found this place that was like literally a ten-minute walk from the brewery. That's our, you know, we're, we're five minute drive. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's key. I mean, that's very key. I mean, cause like we're here all the time. Yeah. And if I need to be up here at 9 PM for something, yeah, we, only like, up, we only have one car too. So, like, so you can walk if you need to. Yeah, we yeah. Sure our truck. And so like, if like today's a perfect example, Sarah had to get over to do some, some stuff and I was working at the house. And so I just walked to work, which is a beautiful thing. I could I could ride a bike, but I highly likely that I would die. There, there's the intersection. Well, the traffic is well Marietta and Chattahoochee, it's yeah. like real scary even on a car. So on a bike, it'd be like, it, it'd be, yeah, it'd Too be sporty. tough, yeah. 
Have you considered a golf cart? Yeah. Golf cart would be sweet. Golf carts are pretty popular. Get like a gas powered one that can get uh, a decent speed. Yeah. I mean, it'd still die, but you know, I wouldn't, you know, uh, it'd be a slower death. (laughs) I feel like you'd feel safer, but you would die probably just as easily. I'm guessing that you want, if you were to die in a perfect way, it would have some. That's actually go. That sounds good. All right. Well, I think we're uh, nearing the conclusion of this two-part episode now. <laughs> two or three, um, yeah. I knew when you said 45 minutes. No, like, no, that wasn't going to happen. But it's okay. The whiskey episode went long, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, we, we got the lightning round. So oh, most of the stuff y'all have actually answered, but I got two, two questions left. Um, so drink of choice outside of beer for both of y'all. Okay. I don't mind. Alcoholic. Alcoholic drink. Yeah. I'd say anything tequila or mezcal. Yeah. Okay. Is that is that too vague? No, that's good. Yeah. Okay. That's really, that's good. Okay. Mine would be probably a sparkling rosé. Sparkling rosé. Where do we have a sparkling? Where? I just love them. Yeah. Sparkling. I mean, like champagne. I love sparkling. You could, you could get something yeah. like that in Spain. Sparkling really? rosé. Sparkling yeah. rosé. Yeah. It's actually pretty easy to find. Yeah. Huh. A lot of French sparklers. All day. <laughs> What, so what are yours, both of you? Oh, mine. Um, it, it, it's, it's either it's either yeah it's either whiskey and I've gotten scotch more into scotch more into scotch more into scotch lately. But what is it? What it used to be bourbon. Yeah, bourbon. Uh, I drink a lot of red wine too. Okay. Yeah, and, and me and Amy we both like whiskey and red wine. Oh, okay. so that's usually what we what we have. Bourbon or scotch? Like, Mostly scotch. Okay. Yeah, I like because I, I like drier stuff, and usually bourbon is a little sweeter. But yeah, with scotch, oh, I love I love some good pea. Okay, I love some good peaty scotch. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I'm I'm on scotch right now. I mean, I've been I've well. Been you got you got a provider of scotch. I, I, I do have a, a an enabler, um, and my friend Dave. But no, I've been I've been burning through different bottles. I, I bought some single malt English scotch uh, the other day, which was was pretty good. I feel like if you called a single English malt English scotch. whiskey scotch, the Scots would kill you. <laughs> I know, but I just, you know, was feeling adventurous and decided I'm going to try the English and see how that goes. And yeah. no, that's that's kind of where I've been lately. But, you know, like I, I, I was burning through a bottle of mezcal the other night. I mean, and yeah. I haven't had any in a while. Yeah, just, so I'm sure y'all have some good stuff that I need to try. I just can't. What we've learned after living in Oaxaca for a yeah. month, where there is good mezcal and there is bad mezcal, you cannot buy bad mezcal in the United States. Yeah, None of the bad stuff it. gets imported. It doesn't make here. it up here. So the cheapest bottle, which let's just say you could find for $35, $40 here, is going to still be good. Like you can't even even just mezcal is just not as readily available as it is down there. Oh, not here at least because they're just they can't import it. You can't right. get it. There's not enough volume to get right. it. There's not enough mezcal to bring it up here yet. Yeah. Cool. And if you and like scotch, I'm sure you guys you would like it. Uh, I, I like it. I just I uh for whatever reason I just haven't I don't think to buy it. I don't go into it. Yeah. yeah. We didn't but then when I have it, I'm like, oh, that's good. But it's been a long time I since I've even had it. The hangover from this stuff is like Supposedly. minimal. Mm. Less. Yeah. I don't. Minimal, but yeah, you're no, less, less headaches, more. Same amount of fogginess with less headaches for me. 
Do you get foggy stuff? I don't get anything from it. Okay, we'll test that. This is well, a okay, I, I just thought of a third question here, so I'll ask it right now, too, then, because that, that's a good segue. Uh, favorite hangover cure? You traveled around. You, I'm sure that you found some. No, no. I mean, like, are we talking about legal substances? I know. Or, yeah. <laughs> Could be anything. I mean, for as me, long as I don't want to incriminate you. I mean, for me, a, like a joint. Marijuana is number one. Really? Number I haven't heard that before. No, really? Two. Oh, yeah. dude, it's like you never really? had a hangover. Yeah, that or more alcohol. Really? Scare the dog. I think he's I'm just gonna, going for like the whole dog. I just I'm lean in. I'm gonna lean in. I'm a big fan of kombucha because it has a half percent and it has the probiotics and everything. Yeah, oh, I haven't I tried it. Of kombucha and I haven't had it. Yeah, yeah. kombucha is a good one. I've heard that fruit, like freshly squeezed fruit juice, works well. Um, we have some underbirds. Okay, let's, let's just say we have cabinet. not. Yeah. Uh, we just drink more. We don't have hangover <laughs> cures. When you have a seven-year-old, it's not really an option to drink in the morning. That's a good point. That's true. Not, uh, yeah, you can try smoking weed. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, out. probably also not good with the seven year old. Yeah, you're probably going to be kind yeah. of just like not ready to be a parent. Yeah. But we're not parents yet, so we can The kombucha is a good, a good uh, spot for us. Yeah. <laughs> Billy? So my question is. No, no, you don't have a kombucha. No, no, no. Oh, oh, hangover. Oh, uh, I go on a walk. I don't. I don't you walk. don't get hangovers. That's no, I. I, I What's your hangover like? Um, Headaches? You don't get like headaches. Want to just have like a dark room the rest of the day, you know, if it's really bad. Alright. Um, but usually it's because I've consumed multiple types of alcohol and other substances the night before and... Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I don't get hungover as much as I used to. I have been hungover more times in the past year because of... Uh, the pandemic oh, than yeah. probably the rest of my life combined. Oh, also, yeah. older had, age has probably contributed to that. But age doesn't help, but also the pandemic, it's just like every month you're just like, I have a drinking problem. You know? like, this <laughs> is, you, like, you have to evaluate yeah, everybody has to start the pandemic at least had a drinking like problem. Every month you're just yeah. like, come on, you know, you like like a week, you know, you're like, all right, I'm getting healthy again. And you're just like, yeah, I'm a bad week. It's, it's pretty much been like Friday nights have been my benders and yeah. I'll come here Saturday in the afternoon and I'm like, all right, let's start again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's rough. Billy, Billy, you got one? Uh, my my rapid one fire more, question that, you know, yeah. is so rapid fire. All right, I apologize in advance. Uh, do people ever leave your brewery and say they're going elsewhere? <laughs> yes, we've actually had a few reviews of people insulting us and saying like, and not realizing like, Go 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 elsewhere, and I'm like. <laughs> you just. That's your like, your slogan. Yeah. Your slogan on the can should be "Go elsewhere." Uh, That's awesome. To be fair, I have I have left a place and said I'm going to elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. And, that's and done kind that. Of, and that's kind of part. Well, that's kind of that part, was of part of our name is like elsewhere words. is yeah. usually yeah. is usually meaning like I'm going somewhere better. I'm going elsewhere. It's like I'm going somewhere better than where I'm at right now. Is that is usually the connotation? Uh, so that's kind of why we like. Uh, question, how many names did you have to go through before you found one that wasn't taken? What a, a great, brutal Because we were about 500. That's a great question. It's not only brewery names, but it's like beer names too. Oh, it's yeah. beer names? It's yeah. whiskey distillery yeah. names? Oh, it's yeah. wine names of wine? Yep. It's, it's all alcohol. Oh, yeah. We had, a, we had a situation with a oh. nightclub in Brooklyn. Named elsewhere. Named Just elsewhere. because really? they served beer. Serve alcohol. Even though they're a music venue, 
Yeah, we have to sign a coexisting agreement. I have a coexisting agreement with the brewery in Anaheim. We wanted the name and we were going forward with it. And then we, like right before we filed for the trademark, they did it right before for a double IPA that they only make once a year. And so we, everybody else was like, let's scrap the name. And I just called the guy, I'm like, hey man, we were really like the name, y'all have it in Orange County, we have the rest of the country because of reason. He's like, yeah, that's cool. And like, that's it's not gonna be a big deal. For us too. Yeah. What, what brewery was it? Uh, Anaheim Brewing Company. Anaheim. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was, there was another brewery here in uh, north of Atlanta that had a round trip beer. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. we're like, hey, maybe, maybe don't. Yeah. And yeah, they dropped the name, so. Well, that's yeah. a nice way to do yeah. that versus like. I'm not gonna throw a C and D on somebody. Yeah. I'm like, hey you guys, yeah. this is the name of our brewery. Well, we funny. have the rights to the name. There's Just stop this, making it. There's yeah. this uh, beer garden, I think, in Austin, Texas, called Elsewhere, and they keep like tagging us and like wearing our <laughs> shirts at their brewery, and I'm like. You guys are big in Austin. That's cool. I was like, yeah. and that's cool. I was like, cool. Like, like we nice. have an Austin following. I'm like, I don't know if you guys yeah. realize, you know, that it's trademark, but whatever. You're just promoting. Yeah. I don't really. It's care. weird, yeah. and it's weird because when I got in the industry, in, I mean, at 07, there were like 800 breweries. Right. It's just, I mean, there's we're, we're it's somewhere between eight and nine thousand like now, 9, and so it's like it's unavoidable at I some know. point. I mean, so and then you look yeah. at all the beer names for all these. It's kind of like, why are we trademarking? I'm like, it's like, how many barrels of a beer should you be serving or selling or distributing to, to then trademark it? You know what I mean? Like, the number of names. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we definitely went through a few hundred. Stupid. You know, but like, but actually, like, what was the through, most disappointing one that you did not uh, that you were okay, close so what on? Our go-to is so like our blog was called Hot Voyagers. We wanted to be Voyager Brewing. Uh, I'm sure that's like it, oh, it, only oh, only in Minnesota, and it was spelled like Voyager National Parks. It was yeah. spelled more in the French way with like the V E Y or whatever. It was too close or uh, whatever. Yeah. We didn't even bother with it. it no, I think we did. No, Our attorneys told us. Way, wayfinder. Wayfinder. No, <laughs> I know the guy. Yeah. It's Sergeant Kevin. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah I went to brain school with him. We tried to Because we thought about Wayfinder. That's yeah. in too. Portland, right? No, yeah. yeah. Kevin yeah. Davey, he's a buddy wait, of mine from Brain School. Wayfinder so so you they know, do you very know similar beer you you know, so we, I went to brewing school though. We ran into Barnaby nice. Strews. It's a cool brewery, but you know Barnaby Strews? Uh-huh. He was one of the founders of uh, Three Floyds. We met him in Sweden, and he's one of the one of the big guys that uh, one of the not a founder, but definitely helped finance and uh, kind of find a direction for Wayfinder. Okay. Wayfinder's legit. Oh yeah. They're like Well Kevin a, worked at Chuck and for a long time. That makes sense. Because yeah. they're and Firestone game. Walker. Okay. Back. Yeah, so he's got, he knows his stuff. Well, they're, they're lockers and, he's a and their plumber. IPAs are legit. Well, that helps too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So he talks there. about, dude, I, I listened to his podcast I did with Brewing Network, and he did like, he does like four hour decoction matches. Really? <laughs> like, oh, holy oh shit. That sounds and, and, and on the podcast, they're like, why do you do that, Kevin? He's like, I don't know. It's cool. <laughs> I guess you got the time. Yeah, but no, apparently he does really good stuff up there. And I, t- oh, I keep yeah. telling him I'm going to send I haven't had any other loggers since I was out in Portland last June. Um, my buddy had a bachelor party, and all of his friends canceled except for me. Because I had gotten a $65 flight out to Portland. And we were salmon fishing, but we we were doing trying to do a beer situation and, during COVID. And uh, 
Wayfinder was closed, but they had they did a collaboration with um, was it Fort George? They're mm-hmm. up in Astoria, and um, they do like a Hazy IPA collab. And Wayfinder was part of it. Yeah. That was awesome too. But I've heard their loggers are like next level. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, he won so many medals at Chuckanut and stuff. So Chuckanut, yeah. 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 All right. So I got one last question. So what you were in Tacoma? Well, so that's like how far south of Seattle is that? Like uh, thirty miles. Okay, so pretty much like Stone south Stone suburb area. almost. Yeah. Um, so spending time in Washington, Seattle area, do you enjoy overly roasted Starbucks beans? No. Starbucks does that because it's cheaper to buy coffee. I know. Yeah. And ship it and it's easier to sure. ship and you everything. Can, you, yeah. can, you can make any bean taste like a Starbucks bean. All you gotta do is burn it. Burn the shit Just like out you can it. make any piece of wood into charcoal. That's why you got like two pumps of hazelnut and three, you know, cups of cream. Oh, yeah. So you gotta have your, 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 your pumps on the. Starbucks does the. Coffee beans is uh, <laughs> I do. I, I will say I've been to some of the reserve bars. So the though, reserve bar, it's like oh, because we would never burn beans. the clover. The yeah. clover machine is badass. Yeah. It is awesome. And because I, I had clover before Starbucks bought the clover machine, went when the guys at Stanford made it. And uh, so I had to add some machine? smaller not, shops, and it's it. awesome. What's the clover machine? The clover is machine is a. It's a cross it's between like a. Uh, um, a press and a, a French press and a vacuum, and Starbucks bought it for God knows amount of money. But they had them at, at independent shops around the country, and then Starbucks bought it, and so you couldn't find any parts anymore. So it wiped all the clovers out of the independent machines. But yeah, the next time you go to to one of the one of the bars, get the clover. They actually have it here in Atlanta. They have one of the shops here in Atlanta, and it's ridiculously awesome. But Starbucks outside of it, the outside of those reserve bars blows. Garbage. But the reserve bars are pretty awesome, I and they're very expensive too. The reserve bars the, are really expensive. But I get their matcha, just their matchas there. Yeah. Like their green, green yeah, yeah. Matchas, but yeah, I don't drink coffee. To me, it's like army coffee. It tastes. Oh, it's like yeah, the regular coffee. Yeah. If I have to go, I'll get an americano. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I go, but I'm not gonna get the drip coffee from. Oh, I'll drink the drip just because it's the cheapest thing. Well, there. like, I think mean, Sam was there the other day and he was like, can I just get a can? Oh, I got a can of nitro. I was just like, can I get a can? Thinking it would be cheap, but it was like, yeah, it was like no, four bucks. No, I bet, yeah. What am I doing here? Yeah. Getting your matcha. I got you matcha. That's what I was doing. There. Yeah. It's really yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Well, well that's my last question. That was question. a great last question, honestly, because I have strong opinions about <laughs> I'm Starbucks sure. coffee beans. Save, yeah. save the coffee conversation for another day. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. We got well, hey, else? like, we'll just, I think we can finish it with this last beer. I don't know. This is our wild card. Is this is, this um, is our dessert. This is our killer confetti brownie. Uh, it's an imperial pastry ale at 10%. We put, what, 150 pounds of uh, confetti. I think yellow cake batter. Cake batter. Uh, yellow 150 sprinkles. pounds. Yeah. Who, whose wow. idea was it? Uh, this was it was Josh's. actually our first. Yeah. This is like, you know people want this shit. They want this and they're shit. like, okay. <laughs> we're all like, uh, none of us drink this. None of us drink yeah. Even Josh's, he's just like, this is, yeah, is this fun. one of those beers where it's it's good for the first few sips? Let's see. That's we'll cool. see. Let's, let's we'll see what's on here and say maybe not. We've had a lot of I'll, I'll have to admit, I'm glad you started with that talk. I have not 
had it really any. I, I don't go out and have a pastry stat or any of these. Uh, it's not either. something that no, I got. I, I don't do that. Led yeah. for. So I'm interested to see what this is like because it's yeah. one of the first ones that I've ever had. So it's going to be. So what all's in here? Cake batter, yellow sprinkles, Madagascar. The normal, vanilla. normal beer stuff. Normal, normal yeah. beer stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, so like I was saying, like it's it's good for a few sips, and then, but if you want to have like a whole glass, like that was too much. So to me, the first sip is too much. Really? I, I mean, <laughs> yes. this is yes. dessert for me, and it's I guess I have sweet, sweet. Tooth too. But that is so, very sweet. So basically, it is strong. It's not bad. It's, it's just very sweet. How many people have you had coming in here asking for stouts? Uh, like pastry stout stuff? Like stouts in general. Do you have any stouts? I don't know. I don't think it. I think probably more seltzers than stout really? stuff. Yeah. Okay. Because what is so. so I Sours. We had, we had, we're going to put some sour stuff on soon, okay. but yeah. I think that's been the biggest request is sour Sours. stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I worked at, before all of this in Halfway Kirk's, I worked at Hop City because I wanted to learn mm. about all of the beer in Atlanta. I wanted to learn about what the wants and demands were. And I swear to, like, to kid you not, on the 100 degree days in Atlanta on the Beltline, every fourth person was asking for my heaviest stout on drugs. No one can Ooh. stout. Everyone, well, Monday night. It's, yeah. just, it's rare. Right? It's rare. But, people, but my point is like, people in Atlanta have these giant sweet tooths. They want they stout. Like the sweet. They like Ooh. pastry. That is sweet. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. You, this is you? about. Well, I have a big sweet tooth, but I wouldn't say that, like, give me the sweetest beer. Okay. Okay, but people want strong sweet beers. Yeah. And working at Halfway Crux, we did not ever mm. have a stout. And yeah. I had a handful of customers go, I only drink stouts, and they turn around and walk out. And I, I was like, that was that like, much. that was a, a flag to me going. We have we have dark beer. beers, and I think that hits enough. Okay. So, so this is our first, This I would say this is the most great. ridiculous beer we've done so far. Because we also have a cake stout series, <clears throat> which is like, the first one was the Red Velvet Cake. The next one was uh, Dolce de Leche. That's what I had. And that one, those are a little more restrained. For sure. This is a lot. This is intense. Now, I think what I'm gonna do though, because I don't wanna, I don't wanna hit the uh, the pastry south scene, but I wanna do something with bakery stuff. Yeah. But also, every, so everything we do here is German inspired. Oh, there you right? go. Right. So it's some sort of German inspiration. Even our West Coast IPA, it's a blend of German and American hops. Yeah. Uh, our hazy in that one, yeah. That is uh, Mandarina Bavaria uh, and Sapphire, nice. Um, with uh, Centennial, the Mandarina is nice, yeah, yeah. So, uh, with a, I want to do a pastry sour, uh, but our pastry is going to be a giant pretzel. I'm going to do a goza. Pretzel possibly, possibly, That's perfect. maybe with mustard seed. You heard it here, here first. <laughs> that would be Sarah's favorite. Because we're gonna, we're gonna pretzel. try it on the five gallon system first. Right. Wait, is it a salt pretzel or more of a hard pretzel? <laughs> yeah. Because Sarah wants to know. Salt is a soft pretzel. It better be warm. <laughs> I need that beer warm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Salty and mustard. Are you, are you planning to do a stout ever? Uh, well, we'll do the, so the Baltic Porter because yeah. that'll be more German esque, nice. uh, and I'll probably do a coffee version with it too. Nice. Yeah. 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 I feel like halfway did a, a coffee yeah, they did Baltic, a good Baltic, but they did a coffee, coffee version. Yeah. 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 I don't like. I prefer the non-coffee version. Of things, but yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
It, it's kind of everything. It depends how it's, it's used. Another, it's another it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So I like using coffee. I actually do a 24-hour cold steep in the mash tun. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So I'll make the beer first. The beer will be done. The beer will be completely done, and, and then I'll, I'll make a, my own cold brew in the, the brew house because uh, then I'll pasteurize the cold brew in the kettle, and then I'll knock that out into the bright tank with the beer and blend them together. So you, you add it at the bright? Yep. Be pasteurized. Yeah, so that way everything, yep. Killed yeah, off, and, yep. So that way it doesn't ferment with the beans. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we're actually thinking about getting in. Well, we've been trying to get into the canned coffee game a little bit, but... You just have no We don't have capacity. Yeah. yeah. We're trying to keep up with beer. Beer's important. Beer. To, to a brewery. To a brewery, yeah. <laughs> actually, our brewmaster is just like, well, you know, bre- brewery's on the title, so we should probably... Probably. <laughs> probably make sure you got beer. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't realize, like, we thought 10 barrels, like, we'll just be comfortable for, like, five years, and, and already we're, like, we're not comfortable we, five we months. put yeah. some out in a distribution, just during kind of, like, slow dip, and now we're, like, we, we have to stop distribution, <laughs> like, we can't. Yeah, we can't even, we can't. Yeah. We can't we, get rare we rice. We're, we're, that's why we didn't start with distribution at first, too. I want to get some more tanks in, some 30s we before we start that up. We just dabbled in it. Winter, because we were trying to make 15 barrel brew house, we have 30 barrel, uh, tanks for kind of our more mainstays and then seven barrel fermenters for more playing around but we'll add 30s and eventually 90s for distribution yeah yep. yeah we're gonna have to open up a different place to do that so. 90s so you'll brew four times Those are six. Or six times six. yeah or you'll it's three vessel brew house though so oh it's a 30 through. yeah you gotta three three vessel oh, three. So I can you turn can through quicker three, yeah, yeah. Two, three, okay. it, it'll take uh, well, it's it's a, like a day and a half. So at that point, we'd be brewing overnight, yeah. um, which I actually enjoy. I think brewing overnight is a great way to to uh, schedule. Scheduling is very easy if you schedule overnight. Oh, yeah, because you always you never stop. You don't have to worry about shift stopping. You just keep going. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting into, into super logistical beer talk. Good place That's to end. <laughs> and on that bombshell. <laughs> Uh, well, well, Sam, Sarah, that was awesome. Thank you for joining us for these two or three or five episodes. <laughs> um, we're just making your job. We, we consumed uh, a few. All the beers. A few All beers. beers. Um, yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. That was great. It was actually really great to, to kind of hear your story all the way through. So thanks for sharing that with us. Thanks to Sarah and Sam of Elsewhere Brewing for joining us to record this episode and for the beer that they provided. For more information on this three-part episode, check out our website, roundtripbrewing.com podcast. If you're thinking of stopping by Elsewhere Brewing here in Atlanta, they are located in the beautiful Grant Park neighborhood where sometimes house parties can get a little crazy. So we black out on this hill and we wake up in this guy's house and his sweet wife, who is a gynecologist, been delivering babies over. She's been, yeah, working. I'm like wandering around the house trying to find the bathroom. Looking for what bathroom we're going to puke in next. And I'm like, oh my God, I've never felt so out of place. But fortunately, he was as bad as we were. 
Beerfly Podcast is a production of Round Trip Brewing Company located in the Upper West Side of Atlanta. Voiceover help from Chris Mykoski, design help from Scott Miller. We'll see you next time on the Beer Flight Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for flying with us today. We know you have many options in air travel, and we were probably the cheapest.